0: What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp, Fightful.com. Here with a name you know, Dr. Tom Pritchard. You can catch him on adfreeshows.com, podcasting him. Very excited for X-Ray with Tom Pritchard. Tom, how you doing?
2: Doing great, Sean. Good to be with you today.
0: Yeah, I'm very excited about this. Uh, you have a wealth of professional wrestling knowledge that you've shared with a lot of people over the last few decades and I'm really excited to hear a little bit about it and they can hear about it more on on your show.
2: Yeah. You know, it's, it's kind of a cool concept, uh, where we're going to be watching some of the old school wrestling matches and going over what they could have done, what they might've done differently if they watched it back. But I mean, uh, professional wrestling is all about telling stories and, and getting connected with the people who watch it, AKA wrestling fans. And a lot of the old school matches were very basic uh, but for that time frame, there were obviously, it, it was a different culture. It was a different, um, uh, way of doing things, but they, they still had to tell stories. And, uh, a lot of guys these days don't necessarily understand that you have to have a beginning, a middle and an end. And that's what guys like Terry Funk, Harley race, um, uh, I'm, I'm trying to think of the other guys right now, Dick Murdoch. Uh, people who told stories in a different way they, they do nowadays, uh, but it can still apply these days. If you just take your time and slow down and don't just do moves, these guys put the emotion and the feeling into the match. And that's, what's missing today, in my opinion. So, uh, that's what we're going to look at. And that's what we're going to talk about during the sex ray, man. It's, it's I'm really excited about it.
0: And you, as I mentioned, have imparted your knowledge to tons of people over, over the years. How was that first brought to you by WWE? Like, hey, we want to get you involved with Molding Minds for
2: us. Well, that was uh, part of the deal that after I had been in WWE for for a little while, uh, I first came in 93. And uh, in 96, the end of the run was near, and I was asked if I'd like to to start training guys. Uh, WCW had the power plant, and WWE did not have anything at that time like a developmental system like a power plant and uh the office decided they wanted to develop their own stars and do something similar and the first three guys were was a bodybuilder named akam albrecht the second guy was a power lifter named mark henry and the third guy was uh just some kid named dwayne johnson you know so that's do anything huh did he ever do anything i i i think he might have worked once or twice on top in memphis but okay. you know that that's that's something we don't really want to talk about too much but i mean it started from there and it just progressed along the way and i found that i really enjoyed teaching and coaching and uh uh to this day so we're really having a good time uh doing it man That's but but it all came about because wwe needed a a developmental system and uh, i had helped some people before and that got back to Vince, so uh that's that's how it began and that's how it continued
0: so i was probably a 10 11 year old kid in 96 when you just mentioned the end was coming and i remember the zip character and (laughs) so here's the thing i had i I always loved wrestling but kind of wasn't allowed to watch it again until 95 i was about 10 years old and i remember tom pritchard but i had no idea
2: that zip was tom pritchard at that point (laughs) <laughs> well well let me say this zip really wasn't tom pritchard at that point it, it was it was a horrible time in my life horrible time in my career i think it was more of a rib on me uh and they'll never admit it but you know it was everything that i wasn't and um i can tell you it, it was it was not fun and that's what i tell people all the time if you can't uh get into it and you're not connecting with 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 the audience and uh uh, feel good about what you're doing. It's not going to work. So, uh, it wasn't me. I didn't enjoy it. I, I did. I didn't even do my best because it just, it was such a horrible gimmick to me and I was not zip. I, 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 I played the part of zip and that's not what you got to do in this business. You can't play a part. You have to be authentic. You have to be the part. And that's what we talk about when we watch these old matches. We, We talk about the difference between today and yesterday. Uh, yesterday, th- these guys were not playing a part. Bruiser Brody was not playing Bruiser Brody. He was that guy 24-7. Sometimes with the volume turned up, sometimes you had to turn it down. But guys like Wahoo McDaniel, Jack Briscoe, Terry Funk, you know, they, they were those people. They were authentic characters. And I hate that word character, but they were authentic. They were the real deal. When you met them on the street, there was something about them. They, they were special. These days, everybody looks the same. Uh, not everybody looks the same, but most guys are, are monotone and look the same uh, in, in a variety of ways. If that makes any sense, yeah. But they're they're just going out doing moves for the sake of doing moves, whereas there's no emotional feeling and no authenticity. So, um, yeah, with, with the zip character, just just to tell you, that was terrible for 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 many reasons. How was that pitched to you? Who pitched it to you? Was it Vince directly? Uh, it was it was a time after the heavenly bodies were done in in wwe uh my partner jimmy del rey and i were uh thrown together after my first partner stan lane just decided to quit uh he he wasn't making a lot of a lot of money and he didn't like coming from charlotte north carolina to knoxville smoky mountain so uh, we got jimmy del rey and then uh we had a couple runs a couple shows pay-per-views there and Uh, then Jimmy decided to be Jimmy and, and uh, didn't want to come back. So it was one of those things where I said, Hey, if there's any opportunity uh, whatsoever, and they, it was pitched like this. Well, would you like to cut your hair, dye it blonde and, and be a body Donna? I said, absolutely not. And they said, okay, click. And I went, Whoa, wait a minute, hold on. And at that time, once again, you know, you have to, you have to have the right mindset, and you you've got to think positive. wasn't not a lot whole lot of there was not a whole lot of positivity going on back then for me. And when I came into it, uh, I came into it with all the wrong way of looking at it and the wrong attitude about it. And it was a disaster. And that's that's how I know. And that's why when I talk to people about stuff like that, I can tell them you have to have this mindset. You've got to think positive. You gotta you gotta believe, and you gotta know what you want, and you gotta know who you are. So. Uh, it was pitched as, well, if you want this, this is what, what we have. If you don't, got nothing for you right now. And I understand that. I just wasn't ready to stop wrestling at the time. But, man, when I got in that situation, uh, I almost wished I would have, quite honestly.
0: I know that you ended up working with Candido like a year later in ECW. How did How did that situation come about?
2: Well, that was, once again, Chris had gone back to ECW. I was now... Uh, teaching and coaching for WWE, and uh, it was Paul Heyman. They, you know, Vince, Vince and Paul, WWE and Paul, always had a relationship. Uh, and what what a better way to to make use and give Chris a, b- a good win than to have me come in, and put him over in ECW arena, which I was more than happy to do because I love Chris. Chris was was great, and uh, it's just the other circumstances that went with it. Wouldn't wasn't so great.
0: Also, I've always been interested, like, what went into right after that? I know you worked as Dr. X an awful lot in WWF. Like, I, I think I think if I remember the results, you were working with Brackus all the time.
2: Well, yeah, there, there, were, there were some times. Uh, the idea behind that was I was I was training Brackus. Yes. And training Mark and training Rock uh, along that same time. So when it was time for them to go out on the road and get some reps in – Uh, let me put on the mask and and be Dr. X. So that's how that came about. And again, I was more than happy to take that role because now, uh, you know, 96 and I'm 36 years old and, and I'd already had a bad neck and, and oh my God, had some miles on me and some guys can handle it better than, than others. But, uh, I was pretty beat up at that time and I was more than happy to go out on the road, do what, uh, what was needed to be done and, uh, see if I could help those guys any further.
0: As we're filming this, uh, I think it was a week or two ago. We, we learned of the passing of Tracy Smothers, unfortunately. And I know you you worked with him dozens, if not if not hundreds, of times over the years, especially in Smoky Mountain. Any thoughts or, or memories of, of Tracy Smothers and the times you guys
2: shared? Yeah, yeah. Actually, uh, talk about authentic. Uh, Tracy was actually a real wild uh, Southern boy. Have you, yes. ever, have you ever had the occasion to meet Tracy?
0: Yes, I have. Actually, uh, I was supposed to do an interview with him the week he got diagnosed. And um, I met him a month later because we were supposed to do an interview. And he ran in hey, on what's an interview. Deal,
2: what's, what's your deal? What's uh, your deal, man? What's yeah. your deal? I hey. ran,
0: He ran in on an interview I was doing with Mikey Whiprack. He's like, I told you I'd get you that interview. Yeah. He's like, I just had to run in on it. He was such a nice dude. So, so
2: genuine. Well, well, he, he was genuine and he was authentic. He was that kind of guy. You know, uh, I've told this story many times, but I'll, I'll just tell you too. You know, we used to travel from Nashville to Knoxville when Smoky Mountain first started. It was Tracy Smothers, uh, the dirty white boy, Ricky and Robert and myself. And we rented a van or we rented a car or whatever we did. we all five rode together. And, uh, okay (laughs) sorry uh anyway um and i used to rib tracy all along the way and i had a way of of sometimes you wouldn't wouldn't know where i was coming from and tracy you know would get a little hot but i would i would always back off and ricky morton told me one day he says you're gonna push that boy right over the edge i said no 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 i'm he knows i'm ribbing and ricky says, i don't think so so this kept on and then finally uh we got the call for WWE and went up there. We didn't tell anybody about it. We just kind of went up and, and, and this was during the time when business was the business was changing. Smoky mountain was, was okay, but, but it was a territory and uh, it wasn't, it wasn't long for the world and we knew it. So the tension was kind of running high and Tracy or yeah, Tracy had been potatoing guys a lot, just hitting them and, and hurting a lot of guys uh, lately, and we went up for Survivor Series, Rock and Roll, and, and us Jimmy and I went to uh, Boston, and we flew back the, that after the Survivor Series, and it was Thanksgiving time, and we we uh, we stopped at eight, and ate, uh, and Robert had his car at the the airport, so we all just drove together to the town, and we some, somehow started talking about Tracy, and I said he Tracy just hit Brian Lee like the week before split his eye open nine stitches. Yeah. And, and it was pretty bad, but this has been kind of regular with Tracy. And I said, well, Tracy's an idiot. He's dangerous. And uh, you can quote me. So we got to the town, we got out and two separate dressing rooms that night and Ricky went in and started stirring the pot with Tracy. Tracy was working with Brian Lee that night so he goes out, and, and Cornette had a finish laid out for these guys, and nothing – it didn't happen. Tracy's hot. He wouldn't do anything. And Brian comes back to the locker room after the match. because goes, I don't know what's wrong with him. He, he, he didn't want to do anything out there. So I walked over. I heard him say that to Jim, and I said, no, I know what's wrong. I told Ricky and Robert uh, that he's, he's an idiot. He's careless and clumsy and all this stuff. So we have the battle royal that we got to go out into. Heels go first. Here come the baby faces led by Tracy, and he's trying to get at me. And, you know, I told the guys in the ring, just let him get me. Let him do his deal. He'll get over it. And once he gets it out of his system, he'll be fine. But they held him back and pulled him back. So I'm riding home with Brian Lee back to Knoxville, and we happen to see Ricky, Robert, and Tracy on the side of the road um, relieving themselves. And I said, pull over. Brian says, no, 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 just leave it alone. So we keep going. And then we see him uh, haul ass right in front of us. And I said, blink your lights, pull them over. So we did. They pulled over. And uh, where Robert was driving, Ricky's in the front seat, Tracy's in the back. And as soon as he saw me, he scrambled to get out of the seat. He said, I'll kill you, you son of a bitch. And I, I said, Tracy, what's wrong with you? So you know, and he starts doing the jabs. I don't know if you ever seen him yes, shadow box. yes. Yes. And and he's mad and he's flum at the mouth. I said something to Ricky, and Ricky gave me a push and a F you. and then I'm threw a beer at Ricky and missed him by a mile. And then Tracy and I start spewing and cussing back and forth at each other. And right as it's getting to the point, we lock up. <laughs> we're, on, we're on the side of the road. He wants to rip my head off, and we're this, this, this. He's doing this, this. I'm going, man, what the hell? And he goes to get me. We lock up like it's in a match. No sooner do we lock up blue lights behind us. Oh no. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Blue lights. We get out and Tracy stops immediately and goes, looks at me and says, look, you got kids. I got kids. We don't need to go to jail tonight. Right. What are you talking about, man? You want to kill a minute ago? Now it's okay. The cop comes up and says, what are y'all doing? What the hell are you doing? Uh, it might've been Tracy. I thought it was me, but it says, somebody said, well, officer, we just got done wrestling up the, up the roadways. And we just thought we'd pull over the side of the road and work on some spots. I swear to God, Cop says, well, you don't do that in my County. You got 15 seconds. To get out of here. Or all of you guys going to jail. So I don't think at that, at that time of night, he wanted to mess with five wrestlers. So of just didn't want to do that. Take the time to mess with it. As soon as we got back to Knoxville, called Cornette and told him I said we just had a grapple in the gravel just told him the story uh, and I said look because we were about to go into a program with Tracy and Tony well, little dirty white boy and I told Cornette I couldn't I'm not going to go into this unless we straighten this out so we had promos the next day in Morristown and I got there about uh, one o'clock after the baby faces were done uh, Tracy walked in the locker room I, I sat in the baby face locker room waiting on him <laughs> And as soon as he came in, he goes, "Oh, hey, man, I'm so sorry. I love you, man. Hugged me." I thought, "What?" You know, <laughs> and, I, and I, everything was fine. But I told Pastor Tracy, "I did say everything Ricky told you." I said, "I did," because you have been clumsy. You've just been outrageous lately, man. He Goes, "I know, I know, man. I've just been crazy. I, I've been out of my mind." So, I mean, that's the kind of guy he was. He was passionate, yeah. And uh, but but he was very, uh, very much in tune with what was going on and he wanted to help anybody he could uh in the business so that's why he stayed in so long i think and and anybody who met him uh you know if you had been around him any length of time you got it you understood that was tracy man he and beat up a locker and and get so mad and fuming and want to rip your head off but uh, but he was authentic he was a real deal and he didn't have to play a part He, he he was that part and uh and and once again we don't have too many guys if any like that anymore
0: yeah a true extension of himself and often just was himself so uh yeah you had mentioned brian lee's name have you heard from him lately i haven't seen him on the radar or anything
2: no no i don't think brian is doing too too much um to get attention these days and rightfully so because you know he, he He's Brian, and uh, I I, I love Brian during the time he was he was around and doing his thing. But but we all go through those phases.
0: Yeah, I wondered. The last time I remembered seeing anything about him was in the Tennessee area, like six years ago. but uh he doesn't pop up a lot anymore but with with nostalgia being as prevalent as it it is today you never know when somebody can change their mind and
2: no you never know but but it's it's like one of those things that um uh some people don't mind you know being babysitters and some people do so i mean you know what you're gonna get when you get brian and and i love him to death but but if you don't know what you're going to get when you get Brian, then you deserve to get what you get when you get Brian. Fair, so,
1: yeah.
0: fair. So, <laughs> I know it's been a prominent, prominently recited quote on your brother's show. Uh, Mike Bucci Nova once said, "quote I'd take a bullet for Tom and I'd put one in Bruce." Uh, I, I don't know if I if I want thoughts, but as much as a general reaction.
2: Um. Well. <sighs> You know, there's there's everybody is different, let me say this. Yeah. And and there was always a dividing line, I guess, between the office and the boys, rightfully so or not, it was just you were either part of the office or you're over here on this side with one of the boys. Um so even when I was in the office, uh it wasn't necessarily – it's kind of like the – the. it wasn't fitting as well as it should be. So. And, you know, Bruce knows how to be a businessman. He's a uh, uh, a smart guy in, in in the worldly ways of doing business and worldly ways of doing things the way they, they need to be done. And I wasn't always that uh, office guy or the guy who would say – Yes sir, um all the time I just I just some something about me uh I can't explain it anymore. I even stopped trying to explain why I was the way I was. I was a hard guy to get to know i, I didn't take the people real fast, and even though I know if if you were trying to bs me, I had a hard time going uh, yeah, hey, all right, let's go have a beer hey good yeah. man. I, I just it was if it wasn't ringing true to me i I, I had a hard time. Playing the game, I guess, and I, and I knew it was the game. I, and I tell people that today, you you have to have a positive attitude. And you got to know how to play the game because life is a game. And until you own the company, you make they make the rules, and you better follow them, or else you're not. Have
0: they ever reached out to you since Bruce has been back there about maybe coming in and doing some
2: work? No, 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 no. I uh, the the last time in Tampa. Uh, <laughs> I spoke to the new uh, guy who was over talent relations uh, in not such a flattering way. And it was just because, man, I think there were, there were just things that that were happening that I didn't uh, agree with, or I wasn't willing to fall in line with, I guess. And and, uh, looking back on it, I I could have, maybe I should have at the same time. I don't know um, how it would have turned out in the end anyway, because if it, if it just goes against uh, and it wasn't, I guess, not so much against the way I felt as it was that um, you were, they were trying, I I liken it this way. You were trying to run the war in Vietnam from Washington. And you saw how that worked back in the sixties. If you're around, you weren't, but I was, so you're, you're, we're down here in Tampa, not getting a whole lot of support and not getting a whole lot of communication. And it would be days before we, we would ask a question, even call the office. And not always get the right, right away answer. Uh, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, we're presented with this new idea. And, uh, you know, do you have a curriculum? Well, yeah, we have a curriculum. Where is it? Okay. To do to do professional wrestling, it is not an A, B, C, D, E. This is what you do the first week, second, third, fourth. I can make that. And I did make that. In fact, the day I had my one year curriculum that they'd been asking for, that was the day I got fired. So, yeah, yeah. But but there is no there's your way. There's my way, but the right way and the only way does not exist. So when we had a curriculum, we knew where we needed to get the guys. But what do you need to do on this day? What's the vibe this day? How are they feeling? Where's their energy level? What do we got to do? How do we get these guys where we need them to be? What do we do? Well, my way of doing it is this. If you're not feeling this today, we're going to do something else. We're going to get to here. And then we're going to come back to this when it's the energy is a little bit higher and uh, uh, it's going to be more productive. That was my way of thinking. But if you say today, we're going to do this and they're just not clicking and they're just not happening. Well, let's move on to something and get your juices flowing and let's get something going that way. And they wanted something like, First week, second week, third week, A, B, C, D. What are you going to do? You follow that rule book? No. And 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 I don't think they follow it as strict as that today. It could be wrong. But um, I know they have a regimen. I know they have a way of doing things. Is that always the right way to do it? I never thought you wanted cookie cutter. You don't want cookie cutter because it becomes the same. And everybody's doing it the same way allow these guys to be creative. Allow these guys to try something. Allow these guys to step out and it may work. It may not, but that's kind of the way I I approached it. Instead of today, we're going to learn how to circle. We're going to learn how to keep the guy in the corner. Okay. If you're not feeling that, well, let's move on to something else. Let's try something else today that we won't do Thursday. We'll do this on Tuesday. And, And that's kind of how I thought.
0: Is and, that and, uh, still more how you approach things for the, the Jacobs Pritchard wrestling Academy, which I encourage people check out in Knoxville is, is that more of how you approach things? You don't necessarily teach things in a specific order. You, you go with what works at that time.
2: Yeah. As a matter of fact, I do. And I haven't had uh we, we do the same things. We do the same elements. We still have the same basics, yeah. the fundamentals, but I don't do them exactly in line if nobody's feeling it because I have a different, Uh, number in class each time this class we had 21 people classes before I've had I've had two people in class really I've had one person in class so I mean I have to adjust and I've learned how to see if they're receptive or not if they're hitting this today great if they're not great I'm going to move on because I want you to stay stimulated I want you to stay engaged with me and if you're not engaged in this right now maybe it's not something we really need to hit on if you're not really great at doing a leap frog, there are some things people can't do. Pat Patterson never took a backdrop. He just couldn't take a backdrop. Some people can't do certain moves because it's just not there. So what do we substitute that with? Let's work on the positives and accent that as opposed to making you have to do a leapfrog or making you have to take a backdrop. Let's substitute something else in there. Let's see what your body type will do. Let's see what your body uh, language looks like. When you do this, it may not be something you're uh, supposed to be doing. How about that? Yeah, it's the same approach I do. You're still going to learn the basics. You're still going to learn the fundamentals. And we allow you to be creative as well, uh, certainly after we get uh, six weeks under your belt.
0: Yeah, a contemporary example to your point. I think it was on a media call. Triple H told me he doesn't like to do the posting where you go in between the top and the, the middle rope. He's like, I just never could do that effectively and he's like a lot of people can he said i can't so i I try not to
2: so 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 there you go so if you have a curriculum that says you have to learn this you have to learn that you have to learn this um well okay we'll (laughs) try it and if you can learn it we're going to get it but how much time do we spend there and that's that's kind of a judgment call a coaching call and is that important i don't really think it deterred uh triple h's career too much no So, yeah. So, I mean, you know, everybody has their way of doing things. And um, I have my way. You have your way. The right way, the only way does not exist. You can do it. that's, That's the great part about professional wrestling. There is nothing etched in stone that says this is the only way to do it. And that's a quote from Vince. There's nothing etched in stone that says this is it, period, done, over. Okay, so why is it that way with training? It shouldn't be uh you know you may be a great talker and and not be able to work a lick uh you may look great the ultimate warrior <laughs> i don't think anybody ever walked out of the arena and said boy what a headlock that ultimate warrior had tonight <laughs> or boy what a hammerlock john cena put on that guy tonight no yes you need to go through the basics and yes you have the have fundamentals under your belt but uh the bottom line is you want to connect with your audience and communicate with your audience um did the warrior communicate? Hell, he stumbled and fumbled on, on promos. He groaned and groaned, but he had that connection, man. Even when people today ask, who did you watch and, and why? It's the ultimate warrior comes up. Um, I, I, I understand because the colorful, the yes. entrance, the, the, the uh, energy, and, and just that charisma was oozing out, and that's really what this is about. The Ultimate Warrior worked on the basics and fundamentals in California. He did go through wrestling school. He did put in that work. Did he need him during his career? No, not really. <laughs> but, but he needed him to get that next step. He needed him to get his, door in the, uh, his foot in the door. So, you know, there's, there's ways to do it, and uh, everybody has their way of doing things. So uh, they obviously didn't like my way at that time.
0: A couple more as we wrap up. Again, guys, X-Ray with Tom Pritchard on ad-free shows. Make sure you guys check it out. Make sure you check out the Jacobs Pritchard uh, Wrestling Academy, as if especially if you're in the Tennessee area, but really anywhere. Uh, the track record is unrivaled. So you wrestled earlier this year, which hit your sixth def- different decade wrestling. 70s, 80s, 90s, 20s, or 2000s, 10s, and 20s. Are we going to see you get to seven decades? Are you going to work I- a match in 2030? <laughs>
2: easy to tell right now, right? Yeah. 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 I, I, I don't even know if I'll make my seventh decade. I got more years behind me than I do in front of me and I'm (laughs) fine with that. You know, I admire guys like Ricky Morton, especially who wrestles regularly on a consistent basis. I mean, he, he's, he's out there a lot. And, and I, have always thought Ricky was one of the greatest baby faces uh, top five of, of all time, at least up to this point in the business um and ricky's 65 years old now man that's ridiculous but at the same time i admire his passion i admire the fact that he wants to go out there i honest to god i'm happy training people i'm happy coaching people uh it was a lot of fun to go out there and have a match but but in reality uh there there does come a time when you don't want to embarrass yourself with the guy you're working with so i think ricky morton can get by because he 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 still has that fire. He still has that love. He still has that passion. So, as long as you have it, you know, you you can still do it. But I think six decades might be good enough for me. <laughs> and, I might uh, just you know what I might just dip my toe in the water like Thes did though. You know, yes. I mean I think Lou yeah, Lou Russell for what? So was it seven decades?
0: I, yeah, I think it was or seven eight. decades. And oh, then okay. you, I might there try was, to do that. Just to be... there was some of the questionable stuff with May Young where she like put her foot on somebody, but.
2: Well, that's what I mean, you know. I may, I may just, I may just go along that route. But, but either way, if I, if I get to do a seven decades, I don't think it means that much anymore. Yeah. You know, it used to be something to, you could brag about. Now, it's something I'm not sure you want to even talk about. But, <laughs> but you never know.
0: And uh, I'm working on a feature about like the production and putting together Royal Rumble matches. You were in the '95 Rumble, which was a lot different than a lot of other ones. I know that's, I know you did some in Smoky Mountain, some battle royals that were Royal Rumble style, but that 95 one, the intervals were much shorter. It was like a 38-minute match. What do you remember about that match and it coming together?
2: I I just remember it was not – we certainly were not an integral part or, or a heavy part of that match at all. But, but you know, you they're going to try something and, and see if it works, and I think that was part of just trying to keep uh, the pay-per-view down to a – uh, a reasonable time and, sure. and, and try and give it uh, everybody and I uh, a chance to get out there and have uh have a lot of fun. So, um, you know, especially in this day and age with the house show business uh, being what it was even before all this shutdown happened. Uh, WWE knows how to innovate and knows how to uh, regroup and knows how to reinvent. I think I wouldn't even go, f- go that far. They, they, reinvented the business before when pay-per-view was in its infancy so uh they they've always tried new things they held a cinematic yeah. look things like that so i think uh no matter what happens there's always going to be something new and innovative uh coming from them it's just the way they operate it's it's the it's the vibe it, it's the magic pixie dust they throw in the, the hallways as you walk down the down the hallways uh that that causes everybody to just come alive and and uh start thinking of things and hunter's hunter's got a great mind no doubt about it uh he's got a lot of great people behind him no doubt so they're always going to have something on the on the front burner as well as the back burner just just to be ready was pat
0: patterson still putting those together at that time
2: yeah sure was we were all in the room when when pat and uh oh i think it was pat and I'm trying to remember who else was there at that time, Bruce. Uh, but, but as far as putting it together, mainly it was Pat. Man, that's, it's always
0: interesting to see how one of those come together because it's so many moving parts and you got to be out in this order and in that order and it's meticulously planned. But then it, it, you only hear about of maybe three or four errors that happened over 30 some years, which is remarkable.
2: Yeah, and, and and even when they happen, you're you're not nobody else is aware of it except the people <laughs> who made the errors. You know, which is which is kind of cool. So you know, yeah, there, there's there's a lot of things and a lot of elements that took place then that, that just are are obsolete now, and and that's going to happen in every business, every sport. You know, it, you have to uh, progress and evolve and and make it bigger and better. You know, I always use the analogy: Major League Baseball bought the factory that makes the balls. Yes. So, you know, people want to go see home runs, uh, hit home runs and and want to see an exciting game, you know? So, so what better way to do it? You know, they used to just move the fences in. (laughs) Now they, they move the fences out and, and, and make the balls where they can just go farther and go faster. So wrestling has got to be the same way. The only thing that, that I think is missing in wrestling. uh, And I've said before, authenticity, the storytelling and, Uh, for people to be able to get into it it used to be professional wrestling used to be kind of like mma is today Mm -hmm. and even some of my friends uh who who a couple years older than me have even said they're more into mma today than they are professional wrestling so uh if we can get back to that the and and if you had more authentic guys like a brock lesnar uh who went in the ring when, when they get in the ring. Yeah. They had they bring that element of uncertainty and danger and something like I'm not so sure if this guy's going to go off uh, off the rails or not, and that used to be all the time in wrestling, you know, unpredictability. But uh, not not so much of that exists anymore.
0: Guys, check it out X Ray with Tom Pritchard on ad free shows. Check out Jacobs Pritchard Wrestling Academy, one of the best in the world. Tom Pritchard, I want to thank you so much for taking the time.
2: Well, thank you, Sean. I appreciate it too, man. And you can check our website out at That's a, That has all the uh, answers to all your questions on there, com, And uh, check us out in Knoxville. It's a beautiful place to visit, beautiful place to live.
0: Guys, until next time, we're out.